haircut. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? I'm gonna let it go down to my knees. You should let it grow. You should let it grow down and then tie it to be. To you know, the thing hair. is, I probably will solely because I'm too lazy to go get a haircut. Just shave it. I, I thought about it. It's real easy I, to do I yourself. I genuinely thought about it. The only the only problem is your neck. That yeah, my neck gets and real that's hairy. actually why I ended up converting. To, I I have a barber that I go to indicator yeah. and and he, what he does back here is wizardry. So it's worth paying for now. <laughs> Luckily, but if you're doing it yourself, don't you just? I I did it. The back. Yeah, but then you got to get it close because otherwise it's like it. I get like trails down the edge yes. of my neck, that and, are, and it's like, not shaped. They get super hairy. It it looks really nice if you have somebody do it for you. It looks yeah. like whatever if you do it. But do you you don't adjust the settings on your trimmer. It's just one size the entire time. I did when I did it myself. One size depends everywhere. on what you like. I used to fade it like I would do smaller on the I feel sides. Like that would be difficult longer. to do on your own. It's, it's difficult not. to do on your own. It's it's, it's fading. I don't think so. I did it. Wow, for years. really? I never bothered. Yeah. Yeah, I never bothered. I mean, so you would just like a two on the side, like a three on the top, or something. Exactly. Now, if you try and do a two to a five, that's more difficult, or something like yeah. that. But yeah, that's. True. And I guess if you fuck up, you could essentially just do two all over. Exactly. Yeah. The most important thing is two's pretty short. The most important thing I, is I, have I a guard three. on because that time in college when I didn't and then I had to go bald, <laughs> that was not. Yeah. Good. That was. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Hey, you remember those times when I was in the army? When you would get a haircut there, you literally sit in a chair. They jam that thing into your head, just go back yeah, and forth yeah. real fast. People would bleed. It was crazy. Luckily, uh. luckily, I have Ashley to do it, and she knows how to do hair. And she cuts me with when she does my neck because she just does the bare blade and like ends up fucking my neck up yeah. a lot. Yeah. Huh. I'll look into it. Uh, hair cast. Yeah, that was, yep. Yeah. <laughs> hair cast. None of these are planned, by the way. No. But yeah, definitely uh, not. But this it's week, it's the 2v1 works. podcast where we talk about video games and hair. And hair. Hair. Cuts. Hair. That makes me think of... Specifically cutting your own hair. Maximum carnage, Alex. <laughs> I have something the to people... tell you about that later. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> about maximum carnage? There's there's enemies that attack you with their hair. I there's know, yeah. They chick twirl enemies. it around yeah. and <laughs> whip you with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was work. always really frustrating. Like, yeah. Yeah. That game is frustrating. That game is very frustrating. <laughs> Amazing. All it those old amazing. brawlers are frustrating. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Those arcade brawlers. That's why they're frustrating. Yeah, totally. Because they're supposed to eat your quarters. Yeah, you're supposed to keep putting money in. Yep. So, even yeah. though the console versions don't have that limitation, yeah. they just no. have lives. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, let's just yeah. put it on the console and not change anything. Not change anything. Same <laughs> thing with arcade shmups. That's why those are always so difficult. Quarter popping. Yeah, that's true. Your quarter. I didn't popping. play many of those in arcades. Like maybe Galaga, I Josh played Galaga. There were a couple. I swear, you and I—I I think it was you and I—went to that weird one back home. That yeah, on the corner, and played Metal Slug. We did all the time. It was great. I, I think one time we went with a roll of quarters. We said, "Hey, we're being yes, Metal we Slug." Okay, good. Love. Yes, it. we did. I absolutely remember that's a that. fun. Man, Metal Slug hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I think we got through it. We definitely I'm did. Sure we had we, quarters sure left did. over. I didn't remember that much. So, trip down memory lane. Yes. Um, and Alex already introduced the podcast. This is 2v1, and I'm Nick. Since the intro is all messed up, that's all we're going to do. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Every week we get together to talk about video games and other things. This week, I think we kind of have a lot to cover. Let's start with Bethesda. That news story? Yes. Yeah, I think that's worth Let's talking about. Let's start with about. Bethesda, because yeah. I think we have three different 
potentially three different views on this in general. Really? From how we either read reviews or okay, look yeah, at let, reviews. set it up. Set. What's the story? <laughs> so on Bethesda on Bethesda's blog, they posted that going forward, they will not be sending early copies out to review sources. So no more week early reviews, no embargoes for their games. All games are going to hit media outlets the day before launch. Now, there's a caveat. Influencers like YouTube personalities or Twitch streamers or whatever do get the games early. I wasn't aware of that. Yep. I must have just completely missed that part of it. Yep. When do we do opinions? What whenever. Whenever. So that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So they did this they did this with Doom. This was done with Doom. Yeah, and everybody was worried. Usually that signifies that people were nervous about yes. the quality of a game. And this was when they made the announcement, they mentioned Doom specifically. Yeah. Saying you know, the game turned out to be great. Everyone loved it. But that's not going to be the case with everything. Right. So, I I don't care that much from a personal standpoint, but I can understand from a media side of things why this is a big deal. This could be bad for thing outlets that rely on having that early access to get traffic to your website prior to a game's release. Like... This is just one company right now. It's just Bethesda, and they only release... Did I hear 2K? Actually, you know too? what? I forgot. Bethesda publishes stuff, too, so that would cover those yeah. as well. So, potentially a pretty big deal for things like Polygon, Kotaku, GameSpot, all those big names. IGN. 2v1. <laughs> 2v1, yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like they're they're now losing that early foothold of traffic which is really important still unfortunately because of advertising and bullshit like that on websites the good news is though they're not losing a competitive edge with those other media outlets because they don't have it either right it actually puts everybody on an even foothold yeah, except again. like you said you know bethesda itself can publish stuff i don't know they do publish well yeah but so it's not just their developed games but also whatever they're publishing would be yeah. probably falling under this delayed blanket yes. but the thing is, I think I think if you're already somebody who goes to a specific YouTube person or a streamer, you probably don't worry about major outlets' reviews in the first place. So I don't know that it, that really matters, but it is interesting that they're choosing to go that route over typical reviewers. Yeah. You know, like, now, how I feel about this, it's kind of a good thing. Because we're not we're not people that get games ahead of time. Like we don't have that access to stuff. And I know for me personally, I I would love to do more review type stuff targeted targeted around release dates. Like I I tried doing that with Fallout. I did that with Thumper. Like did that with Darkest Dungeon. It helps. Getting helps a little guy. On, yeah, getting getting things on YouTube the basically the same day or a day after that it releases as like other outlets is a pretty big deal. And I would love to be able to do more of that. So in theory, I could, but Bethesda games, even the ones they publish are typically enormous, so you're not going to make a lot of progress on them in a day to get out in, so in they, front of So they they definitely stuff. said they're still sending them to I mean, I heard that on other podcasts. 
I heard that on other stuff. So like, are, are they? I didn't read the. I didn't read that directly. So now, I don't know. typically though, do you think they're sending to the personalities who don't do reviews? They're simply doing the like let's the players. previews, the let's plays, and whatnot. So they're not. They're not necessarily a review. No, but it, but you can look at it like a review. It's a de facto like, review. Any, any more reviews are subjective and opinion based in the mm-hmm. first place. So. That's basically what a let's play is. It's just on the fly, like, oh, this I like this, or oh, I don't like yeah. this. And some people still do reviews. Like, some I just feel lot. like the majority of of like YouTube and Twitch personalities, people don't watch the channels for essentially their opinions on the game they're playing. They're they're yeah, watching for that their personality. their person. Yeah, it's right. not a formal what, review. And that's the distinction I was hinting at. Like, that's not what they're really going there for. You know, mm-hmm. like they might. They might be influenced to buy a game from them just second-handedly, but yeah, they're there for that person's okay. Let's thing. let's look at that. Let's then look at the perspective from the people who do wait for the review to buy a game. Right. So now, which I don't know who those people are. I, I think there's a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't, that's still I don't a thing. I, I think don't... that's still a thing. I usually. I mean, I'll be honest. I I, I really want to play Titanfall now because of all the really good reviews around it. Yeah, and and it, I think that's more based on not the score, no, but the content of the review. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know. I agree. I so guess. if you look yeah. at games like Fallout and the Elder Scrolls games, you're looking at these hundred plus hour games. Now these reviews aren't going to hit for days after the game's been out, right? And that's what I was saying from the beginning. It doesn't really, from a personal standpoint, I don't care that much. I do think it's really interesting though. Like it's, it, it could it could sink outlets yeah. if other companies decide to do this like especially big names i, I like, think it's if- interesting i think josh i agree with you me it doesn't it doesn't affect me personally i don't care because i don't do reviews i like diving into stuff not knowing about it but i think that distinction is weird like to me yeah. either do it for everybody and say nobody gets it early or do the reviewers and the you know the youtube personalities i think that distinction is weird and i don't understand it I think that distinction is weird too, but it, they they are different, and that's they're definitely probably, different. They're seeing, and I just don't get why they're, they're seeing. Doing it. They're probably seeing, they're probably seeing like some better engagement to a dedicated audience directly versus just the blanket like review for average everybody. video game reviewer. Yeah, like they probably it's probably worth it to them to get it to those people's hands first, and then maybe. You know, that imaginary bullshit number crunching where, well, theoretically we'll sell more copies this way or something, Mm -hmm. you know. So why do this as a Bethesda exec? Why make this decision? That's why. That's why. (laughs) they're, They're probably testing the waters to see how much difference it makes. I mean, and they've kind of been doing this. But why does it really matter if they send to the media for a review or not? Like, Well, because because what if it is actually a bad game? Like, like, what if it is a bad game? So, do you think there's the no time? Aren't gonna. So, I don't know how to feel about that because I've I've heard the opinion that oh, they're getting a game for free. They're not being paid by somebody overhead. They're just working for themselves, so they won't be as inclined to be as critical. I disagree with that because if I got a game for free and it was shit, I would tell you I it think was shit. Same you here. are on the lower but, side of that scale. But though, that's is... what people worry about. And that's probably what Bethesda is considering because Fallout 4 is a good example. 
Fallout 4 launched in a shitty state on consoles, and because people were able to review it ahead of time, people knew that and probably didn't buy it. That probably swayed their opinion on getting it day one. Alright, Nick Reed's a big video game personality. He gets Fallout 5 in the mail. Yeah. Weeks before launch, and he, he plays it, he got thousands of watchers on his channel, and he trashes it. Horrible game. Yeah. Will Bethesda send him another game? No. They they might not, yeah. So, do you think these people would trash a game if it was bad? I don't know. That That's the thing, I don't that's follow That's why they're any. testing the waters. I think this is a testing thing. Yeah, like, it might... They could easily could, reverse this. They could, they could. They could Whoops, easily reverse mistake. it. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, it, it's like, they already... Uh, I think Bethesda specifically barred sources like Kotaku. Because Kotaku would leak stuff. That yeah. they didn't want you to leak. And I think there was a big thing where they just quit giving them early games. There, but that's been an example. There's been examples across different outlets of different yeah. publishers yeah. and developers so, like blacklisting certain So sites. they kind of already, like, started doing that. You know, like, so I don't, I don't know. It's a crazy thing. We shouldn't spend any more time on it. But um, who knows? I'm real curious to see what other companies do going down the road. And and real quick, just while we're on Bethesda, for everybody who's interested, the uh, Skyrim remaster was just released. Yep, yesterday. I did. Right? I I actually was planning on playing it, um, because I have it on PC. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. You just got it, right? Yeah, I bought okay. the I bought the DLC stuff because it was on sale recently, and it was never going to be cheaper. So I basically got the special edition for like, I think. $30 Nick, or something. How does that work? I heard something about that. Okay, well, it's too late now. So now that you're hearing it on PC, if you didn't have the expansions prior to the release date, you do not get the special upgrade. You have to buy the game. Okay, wait, but that's PC only. That's PC only. Okay, good. You still have to get the game on Xbox. <laughs> you still have to get the game as its own thing, $60 full uh, price title yeah. on Xbox and PS4. Which, as beloved as it is, I'm not paying 60 bucks. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to It's a game of the year it. edition. Yeah. It, it's a game of the year yeah. edition. 60 frames which, or no? That, I meant to check on that and I forgot. It should be. I have no idea though. That's that's a big deal. It, it apparently has some problems, which is really frustrating. Oh my God. Uh, of course it does. It's a Bethesda game. It's a, it's a Bethesda game that's been out for five fucking years. That's and now this, a long time. And now this yeah. special edition launches with bugs and bullshit. It has lowered uh, audio quality on PC and Xbox, Ew. not PS4. Ew. Wait, um, what? Yep. Gross. Uh, what else was there? There was some other issues. I think the PC version is having some frame rate issues, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and, okay, and this actually, is way all down the road for me then. Actually, I, all around yeah. the PC version sounds like sit back and wait because I was going to play it last night just to see how it looked, but I'm gonna wait for some patches. I'm gonna wait for mods to get brought up to speed on it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it again though. Speaking of mods. Yeah, and there's more weird <laughs> the shit PS, here. The Sony and, and Fallout, or the Sony and Bethesda mod situation is still a Odd. thing. yeah. So at first, no mods were allowed on PlayStation. And then they announced there will be mods on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And now they announced the file size is only half of what Xbox's file size is. It's a limited file size? For the mod. And the mods on PlayStation 4 can only use in-game assets. Which is actually a pretty big distinction. So, like... No the, Thomas the Tank Engine driving down a track. Sure, yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, an, like an Xbox. And actually, though, this goes deeper, because the mods that I was playing with on my PC version were, like, 
more weapons, more armor, stuff like that, that give more flavor to the game, because Skyrim's biggest problem is it gets boring with stuff that you find in, like, loot. And that stuff can't be on PS4, because it's not... Unless they build it straight out of in-game assets, which they could do, I guess, but... But th there's still a limit. They're still yeah, limited. Still seeing everything in that. Right, game, and how many co how many combinations of things can you do? So like, you know? really, so, who's gonna want to? There's gonna be like the higher texture mods, I'm sure, and, and voice mods and whatnot. But other than that, the other thing I was thinking about. What's the point? There, there are those user created like story campaigns. Like the one, the guy got hired by Bethesda or something, yeah. Falscar, which I started. It was pretty interesting. There's another one that a guy won an award for, like an indie game award for. These so are entire quest lines, right? They're, they're yes. entire, like, separate things that might not even fit size-wise uh, yeah, on Xbox or PS4. So that kind of sucks, too. I didn't know there was a file size limit, yeah. which that's weird. But Understandable, I to an extent, I guess. I guess. <laughs> But yeah, so this I'm, this has to be the end of it now. What I'd assume this whole Sony Bethesda mod thing. What do you mean? Oh, like no more information. No about more info. It. Yeah. Like here, here, this is what. I it mean, is. what else could have, they do? Yeah, yeah. You would they think. limit it even further. Yeah, who knows? They just they just cancel it again. They <laughs> go back. Our they change their mind. <laughs> so that that Bethesda minute. Yeah, Bethesda fifteen minutes. <laughs> fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was about fifteen minutes. Yeah. So video games. Yeah, video games. What what video games are we playing? Um, I have a lot. Yeah, Nick, I don't know if we we're loud. DLC just came out for Dark Souls Three. We can we can discuss which, that. Which I've seen nothing but neutral opinions. Tepid. I've seen nothing just flat out good. Yeah. Same, Josh, and I personally don't understand why. And Nick can elaborate more on it. I really enjoyed it. I also. Um, I just wanted a new Souls area. My expectations were somewhat low, I admit. And it and delivered it on everything that I wanted. But Nick, tell me some of the things you didn't like. Um, so this is Ashes of Ariandel for Dark Souls 3, the first DLC. It's $15 right now, I think. I think that's full price, and I'm pretty sure you could probably still get the season pass. You can, for a I did. First of two. First of two, two. yeah. Okay. Um, season pass is five cheaper. It's an it's an entire other area you get teleported to, so it's not it's actually the easiest to access of any DLC, DLC. in Souls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even a little easier than well, no, it's probably on the level of Bloodborne. Bloodborne's was pretty simple too, but um, I I agree with uh, the the majority opinion that it's kind of bland. Uh, I don't I I like the area in terms of like it being icy and it's like this weird um bird people thing like community there's where like they three got... elements there's the yeah. bird stuff it's icy and snowy and then there's like the shitty plaguey insect yeah. stuff yeah which so is more later like... you'll find i oh i've seen it I've, okay, I've, okay I've, good so i'll bring this up i'll bring this up but it's I like the idea that it's this weird other race of like bird people that look like the chozo from metroid and there's this other level of this thing where they seem to have contracted some terrible disease uh, <laughs> and plague or something. So they're all just kind of lying around dead everywhere, which I think is pretty cool. And then there's these huge flies that are like, I don't know, pl planting eggs and shit everywhere. Nothing like, it enemies. Looks, One hit kills. They're nothing enemies. Yeah. yeah, they're nothing enemies. But it's 
it's a cool area. It's just like playing it um, is frustrating because you don't get souls. Like, and and I'm not at a point that I'm super max level. Like, I still could be making progress. I'm level like ninety or whatever. But hmm. that for the for the point in the game that you should be playing this, which is after beating it, essentially, you don't get shit for fighting these enemies. So I don't even fight them. I run by them. And that's dumb. That's not soulsy. Like, no, like, that's really dumb. Like, I, my first pass through, I would fight a couple things, but then I, when I realized I wasn't getting shit for it, I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight anything. I'm just gonna push through this, which, that's lame. And then, um, I saw some mention that there are actually too many bonfires. There's quite a few, there are quite but a few. that's dark. That's Dark Souls three in general. There's okay. a million yeah, bonfires. It's way more dark forgiving. Souls. Yeah, it is way more forgiving. I don't. That's not a complaint. Who cares? No. And Nick, before you move on from the souls thing, um, you are correct. You don't get a lot of souls, but I now see the discrepancy between me and you because it's a bigger deal for you. You said you're level ninety something. Yeah, I'm level one hundred and twenty something. Oh, so you were so you must have grinded at some point. I don't I don't That's know. A, so here's the thing that I'm confused about. I did a ton of co op uh stuff, like farming bosses for souls. I yeah, never that's all you talked about. I did that all the time. I did that throughout the whole game just because it was fun. And I got a lot of souls constantly for doing that. So that's weird how I'm so far behind you. Did you use um soul increasing gear? No. I so did. That makes sense. Most of the, the shield of want gets you a bonus, and silver. Yeah, I never. I never use and any what of about, that. Actually, what about uh, giving the souls to that one guy for more souls? I didn't do that. Part so that's of the game. probably why the too. dark dark sigil or whatever. That's true. Yeah, you got you got free levels. That's probably. I no, think that's like not, nine. Not levels, that one. Six levels. Not that one. The um, whenever you beat a boss, you can take the boss's soul gem. Or oh, I used called. a lot of those. I didn't. I didn't trans. I didn't transmorph them into things very much. Yeah, you could use those to get I more didn't, souls. I right. didn't redeem a single one of those. Interestingly. Oh really? Yeah, I redeemed a lot of them. I, I, I redeemed whatever one I didn't want to use. I, I never redeem them. I'll use them if I get a special weapon. Otherwise, I put them in my box to never use, and that's stupid. But right. <laughs> well, uh, so Moving DLC. On. Yeah, uh, I beat a boss today. The champion's grave tender. I don't know where else to go. In the I've been everywhere, and I know there's an optional boss or an end boss, and I'm very confused on where I'm supposed to go or what to do. Actually, the optional boss is what you just killed. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. The champion's grave. I heard it was really easy to miss. Yeah. It, oh, t- it totally was. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked that part up. Um, oh. So anyhow, and by the way, when you beat him, you got bones or something, right? Uh huh. So just for the listeners, you can t- you can burn that at your Firelink Shrine bonfire, and that's how you unlock undead matches, which is a totally new PvP option that came along with this DLC. Oh right, it's like right. death matches. Yeah, okay. You can do four v four, three v three. Yeah, 1v1 it's like an duel. arena thing. Yeah, I forgot about it's that. Neat. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not something I'll do, but. I've never played Souls for PvP really specifically. I might I'll ch- I'll check it out. It, it's more geared toward you. Um yeah. and then the so just for anybody else who gets caught up where Nick is because I also did and I didn't look it up. I just I, I thought to myself, right, I'm going to scour this area one more time." There did you knock over a giant tree that crossed a chasm? Yeah. There's two of those. Did you see the second uh, one? No. Okay, so I saw another one, but it was across the chasm. I was like, there's got to be a way to get to it. So I just scoured the area, hugged walls, 
So that's, yeah. I guess, to your point, that's not the best level design. You know what I mean? Area design. If it's because usually it's not hard to find where to go in Souls. No, games. usually, like I, I was gonna say, I wanna, I wanna try and think of like in the series. Did I ever really get super confused on where to go? And maybe in the first Dark Souls, like with the bells, that was confusing on how to f- figure out where to go for that stuff. But yeah, like this just seems weird. Well, this like, it, and it this seems... comes back to your bland thing. Like it's, yeah. it is kind of bland. So. You and I can talk. It has nice shortcuts. Yeah, you and I can talk off the podcast about where to go. But yeah, you just, like I said, sort of just hug the walls and make sure you scour where you are, and you'll find how to get to that second tree. And then that's where you end up going to the final boss. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I won't do any spoilers for the final boss, but all I'll say is it is extremely challenging, almost, in my opinion, to Nameless King level. And yeah, that's because I, I I would say that because I think I'm struggling more than most people with this boss, and I struggled less than some people with Nameless King. So it's like balancing for me. Okay, but it's it's yeah, annoying. Nameless King took me a lot of tries. Yeah, well, same here. I just I stripped all my armor off and ended up killing him after that, which was funny. But yeah. um, definitely, you're in for a nasty surprise with this boss. I'm excited. Yeah, but ultimately the DLC, it's kind of whatever. I mean, I'm glad I'm playing it. It's exciting to play it, especially just... Do you have anything else? No, that's on it. The, on this? Just move directly into... I am completely done with Bloodborne now. And and going directly from Bloodborne to Dark Souls 3 was, like, it's so amazing. Natural because, transition. <laughs> because fuck 30 frames. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is so bad for a Souls game. Wait, how long is this DLC, would you say? A few hours. I've, I've probably only played it for, like, two, two, a- two or three two hours. hours. It's pretty short, yeah. Were all the DLCs that short? Um, no, I don't know. Uh, the ones in two those were, were longer. Were pretty long, and I, I still like need to that's... go back and play the first one, which I think it's pretty involved. I feel like that's not long enough for fifteen dollars. Blood Bloodborne's was decent. It was decently it, long it, too. My this one lasted me longer than uh, two, Josh. But I'm weirdly meticulous with stuff. Like I, I take longer than most people. Period. I think I think this also goes back to I'm running by everything. Yes, so and I that's why that. it's very fast. Like I I I opened up that area very fast because I wasn't fighting anything because there's no reason. So yeah. this could pretty much be a one sitting DLC. No, uh, I mean if you I mean if you really want to if you want to, I mean pound two hours isn't that long. Pound two, three, three like that I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. But Dark Souls, Ashes of Ariandel, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's very pretty. I think it looks really cool. Um, it looks amazing. The ice yeah. and the textures and stuff. Yeah. And final thoughts on Bloodborne. Holy shit, the last bosses were a fucking joke. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking joke. Yeah. I heard I heard they were hard. Not hard at all. I think I was, like, way trained after doing the DLC because the DLC's final boss was somewhat on the level of Nameless King. It mm-hmm. didn't have multiple... Didn't have multiple um, health bars like Nameless King, but so difficult, so timing focused for dodging and parrying and all this stuff. Biggest thing I want to harp on for Bloodborne, and probably the best thing that I liked, parrying. Parrying nice. is awesome in Bloodborne. The whole gun thing, it's so cool. It's critical to do. Like, I, I've talked to a friend, Mike, from work, that he barely did it in the game. I don't know how you make it through that game without parrying. I don't get it. 
Some because some people would probably say that about Souls, and I never parry in Souls. Well, so but that's the thing because Souls is so much more open ended. Yeah. Certain play styles are better for parrying, where otherwise you don't need to. Yeah. In in Bloodborne, I don't get how you defeat some bosses yeah. without parrying. Like, it's so devastating when you pull it off, and it's really satisfying, and it does so much damage. Like, it's crazy. One final so, question, and I apologize. Can you summon in Bloodborne? I can't remember. You can, but uh, I never had any success with it, and it's kind of weird. That's it's annoying. done in a it's done in a little different way. Um, you do not see the people that are trying to get summoned. Yeah, you have to just poke and hope. That's weird. You, you po- poke and hope. Po- yeah, you ring a, hope, you ring like a bell. <laughs> literally, a that's literally things. that's what you do, though. You uh, you ring a bell and wait. And see if somebody else who wants to do co-op has rung their own co-op bell. That's weird. And then they get summoned. Now, Bloodborne has the whole password thing that you can do with friends like they'd put in three. Yeah. But I have nobody playing Bloodborne right now. Yeah. So I had literally no success with that. Never did any PvP because, again, it's only limited to that console. So I don't think people were playing Bloodborne. Like, I would, I would see Phantoms every so often, but... The yeah, the reason I brought up the the reason I brought up the summon question is um it's it's a philosophical question in those type of games. If you have to summon to beat a boss, did you really beat that boss? Oh, uh yeah, I have I'm no weird problem that. with that. No, I have no problem doing it at all. Like if I need to, and I did on one. I summoned an NPC for one boss in Bloodborne. Now I want to backtrack here a couple episodes. <laughs> or quite a few episodes now. Yeah. I got bitched at pretty heavily for summoning help for my bosses in Dark Souls 3. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I try not to, but I will if I... I don't care. You've even either. said I officially did not beat that game and cheated my way I through. I think you cheated your way through Nameless King. I think you should have done Nameless King by yourself. The other ones I don't care True. because Dark Souls 3 It also depends hard. on the bosses. <laughs> like the, yeah. this one I wanted to summon for in the DLC, but I, I won't because it's I didn't beat it. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I just don't do it. Like I have and will some occasionally, but for the most part, I try not to. And tr- that is especially tough with no blocking. Like having having no way to block anything. I'm just in there myself, dodging. Like it's tough, yeah. but it's fun. So are we closing out Bloodborne? Bloodborne's done. I have nothing okay. else to say. I have one thing to ask about Bloodborne. Okay, is it a Souls game? Yeah, it's a Souls game. Does it cater to those? who are souls fans no it doesn't no and and actually like what's weird what's weird is it does have that focus on offense and you have no other choice that's what you have to do and it's weird that it caught on with people that weren't into souls because i would think coming into that is more challenging versus if you want to play souls with a shield yeah you have that like extra layer of protection and whatever so like it's odd i should have come more prepared for this but i wanted to go back to the times where before you were playing bloodborne we'd always have these discussions as of you saying of you saying that bloodborne is essentially souls and there's not many differences and i mean there are differences for sure but it is the same yeah I I would still whether or not you backtrack on that. I would still say it is essentially the same. I did cover this at one earlier episode where I I started playing the Souls games differently 
more in line with how you play Bloodborne anyway. So that's why it wasn't as big of a difference to me, I guess. Now, Alex, I've told you a couple times, going to be pretty difficult for you. Yeah, since I'm a, a shield it, lover. It's it's going to be like a a, a shock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Duly and, noted. And, and I will acquiesce a bit and say, okay, I get that argument from people that say this is a different game. Yay. Only because... Mm, I was looking for that. It's only because if you are the people that always play with sword and shield in souls and then go to bloodborne it's gonna feel different yeah like that that's the only reason it does my argument is that you can play the souls games like bloodborne and that's why they're not different yeah so it's I got, all based I got, on i got a little bit of it's, it's all based on personal experience i don't know why you care i, I don't know like because you don't it means nothing to you yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Souls. We were allowed to talk about Souls this week. <laughs> yeah, we're probably... Well, we, you guys, probably won't be for a while now. No, because I have no idea when that, that other, other one for three will come out. So It'll be uh, a while. I think early 2017 is what it said. So Yeah, March, probably. Probably. Yeah, and I'll play it then. So Good. No Souls for a while. <laughs> Good. Good. No Souls for a while. No Destiny for a while. Yes. No, Halo. We're, we're like a whole new podcast. I know. It's after like, this episode. It's like re, we're, we're reborn after this episode. <laughs> Rebirth. So what else has everyone been playing? Alex, you been playing anything? Um, If I told you you guys would make fun of me, so I'm going to move on. Resident Evil 4. Okay. I restarted on Professional. Uh, yep. Moving oh, on. Oh, wow. Restarted. Moving on. Um, I did want to let everybody know, because by the time we post this, these still will be on sale. There's a couple Halloween things. Right now, you can play Borderlands for free. The Handsome Collection. Um, yeah, I think that ends... Won't that end? No, it, That'll it, be it, done, it, I think. It ends on Monday, so you'd technically still be able to. Oh. Um, the thir- <laughs> okay. which is, that's the 31st, right? If you can right? download it in time. Yeah, if you hear this in the morning... Yeah, it's the 31st. If you hear this in the morning, yeah. you have time. Hey, to a lot of people day, do. I'm just saying. Yeah. And more importantly, yeah. I'm a huge uh, Walking Dead Telltale Games fan, and the Michonne, the entire Michonne DLC is on sale for 10 bucks. So by the time you hear this... You can still grab it for ten bucks if you're interested. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that because I bought it myself. Cool, but and all the Resident Evils are fifteen. Oh yeah, four, that's five, right. Six. Yeah, all the PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam are all having their Halloween sale this weekend. So yeah, come Monday, I don't know if they're going to be going on for each, but look around. There might be something for are it. Are you getting anything on Steam? Did I you look. I thought about it. I looked. I kind of want to maybe grab Stellaris finally. Um, because, oh yeah, you talked about that for a while. Yeah, and it came out this year, and it got patched pretty heavily by this point. And it's a little more intensive strategy game because I did play more Civ Six. Completely forgot. Yeah, I, I've I've played a considerable amount of Civ, Civ Six now. I still love it. As someone who just recently played Civ Five for the first time this year, it doesn't feel that different. Um. So that's slightly disappointing, but that's only because of my specific scenario. Yeah, I've seen nothing bad set about. No, that it's game good. At all. No, it's good, and I like. There's enough changes to keep it fresh, and I'm going to keep playing it. But I'm starting to think like I I'm ready for the next level of a strategy game that is much more difficult and uh, and involved, which is I think more what, difficult and involved. Than yeah, Civ? like more things to manage and think about. There are games with more to oh, manage. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the company that made Stellaris Paradox, yeah. 
they have a series, uh, and specifically a game, called Crusader Kings 2. Yeah, I'm Which familiar. you have probably heard of. Yes. It is old, but they have continually been adding things to that game for a long time because it is insane. And just one level to think about, in Civ, you are one person controlling a civilization. You are a famous person in history who survives for thousands and thousands of years through your civilization. It's real weird and silly. Okay. But... The, the wait, thing... wait, stop for a second. I'm sorry. A Civ game spans thousands of years? Yeah, you start you start in, um, like, uh, pre-common era, like, huh. ancient times. And then you move up through the year 2050. Oh. And okay. you're always playing as Cleopatra or whoever. That it, That's the weird conceit of Civ. They, they don't age. You... No, they don't age, okay. which is... It's odd. Yeah, what, it's a video game, whatever. It's a video game, yeah. But the next level of this for these Paradox games is that you have to manage your successors. Like your bloodline. Yes. That's cool. And you can lose because a rival person could kill you. Like uh, like in Crusader Kings, I think that's how it works. So like, let's say you pick a family, you start a family, you're trying to keep your family, the ruling family, for thousands and thousands of years. A rival, like person in your fam or in your uh what kingdom in your kingdom could technically dethrone you and i believe end your game because they dethrone your family so that's one other thing there's this like political espionage thing in those games and that's crazy i'd never play crusader kings because it sounds too crazy stellaris sounds like a happy medium for me <laughs> what um, are the four x's that's like civ i i think like, what do they stand yeah, for? Yeah, there's expand. Expand, explore. Extract? I don't know. I, I don't even know. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, I <laughs> pop, should probably pop know. Pop quiz, Nick. Yeah, I've only ever played Civilization Five, basically. Um, and Beyond Earth a little bit. I have another one, Endless Legend, that I can't wait to play. It's like a fantasy one. But, wonder um, when A Song of Ice and Fire is going to become a 4X game. Uh, I think there's skins for that. Oh, really? I was something. just, like, Yeah, joking. there's mod. I think there's mods. It kind of makes sense, though. That's yeah. That universe, sort of. I would Explore, imagine somebody made that. Expand, exploit, exterminate. Okay, sure. Thanks. There you go. You're yes. welcome. That was fast enough, yeah. <laughs> Google helps with everything. Yeah, I wasn't worried. I didn't want to do it in the middle of it, but yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Civ Six because you guys have no experience with it, so it's hard to talk about. Um, currently, my empire, I am the chocolate king. <laughs> everybody, everybody pays me for cocoa. And I am destroying everybody in all aspects of science and culture and Shouldn't everything. It's really funny. Technically, be the cocoa king. Then? I'm the cocoa king. Yeah, not okay. chocolate. You're right. <laughs> yes. Are you actually called the cocoa king or the chocolate king, or are you just saying? That's no, you cool. can't see. So you can't do any stuff like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. The cocoa's good. Uh, the last thing I think I like really want to say about Civ Six is that I love the art style. Like they made it a little bit more cartoony and exaggerated, and all of the uh, all of the leaders of the civs like have a lot more personality. It's really cool. Um, but that's it for Civ. I'm hoping to actually play a multiplayer game. So Stellaris is more involved, much more. Involved. Yeah, you have to you have to manage your successors and like plan your um, you have to plan what your civilization's like politics and stuff is way more deeper than uh, civilization. No, thank you. Fallout Shelter is too much organization for me. <laughs> and management. Yeah. You should expand your horizons. I've you should exploit, tried. expand, exterminate, and what was the other one? Extract? No. Exploit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I've tried. 
don't like that. You haven't tried. What have you tried? Fallout Shelter. That's not a good example. It's a management game. All these things are management games. Yeah, but Fallout Shelter was lame. Like, it was dumb. Yeah. I don't know why that was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really lame. I played it for, like, 30 minutes or something. At one point, I did... and or I, I wanted to get XCOM, but it, I don't know. see XCOM isn't even close to what you're thinking it is. It is way more simple. It's a really? turn-based. It's a turn-based RPG. But That's is it, it? Don't you still have to like manage and build like your uh, kind of kind of? Because it kind of looks it like a fallout shelter. It thing leads you down a path of what you should be building. Like it's it like you can do whatever you want, but it does hold your hand for people like you that oh. won't put you in a position to fuck up too. I was much. not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's I not, figured that was like a heavy portion of not that game. really. No, not really. I, I at least not for me. I, it wasn't for me, but I have experience with it, so I oh, guess man, I don't experience. Know. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh. just really cool and better oh. at games than you. So rabbit yeah. hole. I have nothing to say <laughs> about that. Uh, so I played the Gwent beta. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Gwent beta. I don't know when it was going on. It might have only been this weekend. Not sure. not sure. I didn't play much. I played, like, maybe an hour, hour and a half. I did the whole tutorial at first, which walks you through what Gwent is and how it's played. Right. And that was fine and dandy. That was, like, Gwent. Like, the, the Gwent in Witcher. Yeah, okay. And then I, I played a couple matches against other people. Didn't win a single match. Okay. They've... It's not... It's now not all purely on how many cards you have in your deck. Good. So it, it might be interesting to Nick. an actual... Mm-hmm. It's way more of an actual, like, one of the normal card games. Really? There are more... That's cool. Like, abilities, uh, cards have way more different options now. Like, okay. there are some cards that when you place it, you can pick any of your opponent cards and take away damage from them. Or, or take away uh, whatever you call their, their, their number. Their point. Their point number. Point value or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, there's just tons of other examples like that. Good. Yeah, that, that which, sounds great. Yeah. It looks now. I mean, Josh it hates doesn't it. really matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. I might just need more time with it. <laughs> I was gonna say that doesn't make any sense because you like Hearthstone. I do like Hearthstone. So like, why I think can't I just need to why take can't the time went get to that actual interesting level? And it, it can. It can. Yeah. It can. But it it's it is a typical card game where you have to build a deck over time by either spending money. Yeah, it's free to play. It's a free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where. I think I had so much fun with Gwent and the Witcher because I didn't have to worry about all that. I had all the cards that I just collected on my own, and I could build the deck I wanted. And now It's the same thing. To an extent, but now I'm at this point with just, you know, the base decks, and yeah. it's going to take me time to get back to that The point. problem is you have, oh a, my ref- God, I know, I you have know. a reference I know. point. Yeah. If that didn't exist, you would love this beta. Yes, probably. Yeah. But I, I also don't really like all these additions of the abilities they've added. Because of your I reference. I know that was inevitable. Why? Because, because I think it's just because of how much I loved the original Gwent and how easy it was. You're you're, you're a Gwent purist. Maybe that sure that's yeah. fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Is that that's a new I, term? I think I just need to give it more time. Uh, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'm excited. Gwent. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, other than other than those uh, like card changes, there's really no you no major changes. You didn't get the, to do the, like the single player stuff. I don't did think you? that's in there. Okay. I don't think that's in it's there. It's just. Get people playing against each other, probably. Yeah, and I mean, all, like all the cards now are kind of like animated to an extent; they move a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, there's there's yeah. voices on the cards. Uh, there's kind of a rarity system now. Oh, I'm sure there has of. to be. I'm sure there has to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, there. Oh, there's a whole other ability thing they added 
with gold. Like, I didn't experiment much with it, but, like, one of the factions, you can you can turn your cards into gold and then use that gold to power up your other cards that you're currently playing with in the match. In the match. In and the it's, match. A speci- it's a specific deck yes. that does that? That's interesting. So they're, they're, it's definitely more of your typical card game. Yeah. Than what Gwent was in The Witcher 3. Good. But I, other than that, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about Gwent. It's, other than those changes, there's not much difference. It looks, I mean, it's prettier, obviously, but right. it, the board looks the same. Is the, the music part, fun? Right? I, loved, I loved the music in Witcher. Yeah, it's fine. It's not Witcher music. Okay, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's it's not the exact same. Mm-hmm. Similar feel. But it's, it's fine. Yeah, similar feel. Cool. That might be over by the time this is out. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long. And it's closed. So you had to get it. Right, because I didn't get an invite. If you're not in, moot point anyways. Yeah. yeah. I and it, and it it's, also, it's also just PC and Xbox still right now. I, I don't, think. I don't know that they've mentioned when the PS4 version is coming I want to say this comes out in November too, but I could be super wrong. I don't know if it comes out this year. I it might. Warn it did. But. That'd be pretty quick. Uh, now at the end of October, they're just now doing an open beta. That would be a pretty quick launch. I feel like. And, I mean, Steep is going into open beta in like this week, and it comes out early December, so that's like a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, you can play Steep. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. You never played like a snowboarding trick game or anything. Absolutely, right? I loved SSX Tricky. Oh well, uh, those cool ones borders. are crazier. Those those cool are more arcadey, right? Yeah, yeah. So what, what is this arcadey? No, is it like no. a sim? Is it it's like snowboarding sim. sim? That's weird. And it's not just snowboarding and skiing it's and stuff. Para, or not parasailing, whatever the wings. This does stuff seem is. like a odd game <laughs> in the first place. I can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You, I guess I still you can't talk about can't. it. All right, yeah. Well, fuck it. It's going into open beta <laughs> in November. <laughs> Steep is a Ubisoft game, so you have to use fucking Uplay on PC. Fuck you that. You love it. Well, it's PC, so, I mean, yeah. you're doing it wrong to begin with. Okay. I don't know what... That the... joke's real tired. I'm, I'm tired not, of it. Nope, it's not, the nope, new tired joke of 2v1. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bored of it. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go back to just the whole you're bad at video games. But that's not Moving true. Moving on. <laughs> Battlefield. I played more Battlefield. Yes. I got through the campaign. Fucking fun as all hell. That campaign is fantastic. Okay, loved it. Um, I I might red box it. I yeah, it's all the vignettes. Yes, are fairly short. Uh, I mean, one of them's like an hour. A couple of the other ones like two or three hours. So it doesn't take long. Um, there's something interesting about the campaign though. Okay, at least I thought it was interesting. Do you remember when Battlefield One was initially announced? Kind of. It was actually sort of recent. Well, well do you remember right? what they focused on? Do you it remember what they focused on during that announcement? Uh, wasn't it a specific group? Yes. Yeah. The Harlem Hellfighters. Are they even in the game? That's That was what I'm getting at. Uh, so I played through... Because I haven't heard anybody talk about that. Yes, I yeah. know. It's really weird. So I played through all five of those vignettes. And yeah. like, well, the first one's like the uh, the intro. The tank. The second one's the tank. Uh, the yeah. third one, it's all um, plane-based. Okay. The fourth one is you're like a heavy, like a heavy soldier with armor. Um... And then one of them's like a, the, your normal, typical run and gun. Okay. And then the last one's like a stealth-based one. Okay. But I will say all of them have some stealth elements, which is, which is cool. Like, you can now throw to distract enemies and whatnot. But I got through all those. And, and you're then, like, uh, what and I'm like, that? wait a minute. Yeah, like, that's really hold on. Funny. Didn't they, like, focus on these Harlem Hellfighters and that's what everyone was talking about? Yeah. So I went and looked. The Harlem Hellfighters was only that quick 15-minute 
intro. Oh, one. wow. That's all that was. That's all they did with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a strange a, misrepresentation. Strange. Yeah, that is yeah, strange. Yeah, I don't know. Because that was, that was what and they the pa- entire game was focused yeah, on. Yeah, they, they painted it, it around, like, this is who you're going to be, but then it's the tutorial section where everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the one, the one guy, which is the one that they kind of—I think he's on the box art, and he's the statue that comes with the collector's edition. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's just weird that they focus so much on these Hellfighters when they're in the game for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, like whatever. Sort of a now, missed, missed opportunity there because it's a really interesting piece of history. So I think all of them. Well, they're all. It's based all based on history. On history. Yeah. yeah. So all the vignettes are based around something that did happen in World War One. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard that these take place in the same maps that are the multiplayer maps. Is that true? Because uh, that's a little disappointing. One yeah. of them Lazy. one of them definitely is. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, it's like, okay. yeah, there it is. But, I mean, maybe to an extent, but I wouldn't say they're the exact map, no. Like, when I was playing huh. through all of them, there was yeah. only one point in time where I was like, oh, this isn't the exact multiplayer map. Huh. Because it, it just seems like... I keep hearing that those are basically the tutorial for multiplayer. If you if you've never played a battlefield game or something, and instead of it being like, like in three and four, which I don't know a whole lot about, they had set alone campaigns that you progressed yeah. through that yeah. were like a big thing, sort of. But this isn't that really, I guess. Yes, like and you're no. you're getting a you're getting a taste of every piece of the multiplayer. Like here's how you do tanks. Here here's how you do planes. Here's how you do, like, on foot combat. Here's stealth and all that stuff. Like Yes and no. I mean, like, the tank stuff, I would say definitely no, because tanks from the campaign into the multiplayer are treated completely differently. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. How so? For the, for the most part. Uh, you don't have, like, the specific abilities that you have for the tanks in multiplayer. Okay. okay. Um, and just a little other small variations. But, I mean, I can, sure, I can see that, but... I mean, like, like for whatever. me, is it worth playing? Like, because I'm yes, not going to yes, play multiplayer. Yes, so. I think, yes, I think it is really cool. Okay. I highly recommend this campaign. Okay. Multiplayer is okay. I don't think you're going to play a lot of it, are you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. But I think I, I still like the older ones better. I do. I think for me, it's primarily because I've fallen out of the multiplayer world in, in general. Games in general, which is really weird. In, with games in general, I've kind yeah. of fallen out from multiplayer. Yeah, but from the outside looking in, I think this is one of the most well done multiplayers. Um, like overall for or for Battlefield. Okay, I'd even say for overall, but that's because I'm a fan of the Battlefield games. Yeah, uh, it's the most intense multiplayer out of all of them. Okay, there is always shit going on. Yeah, like and it, you really feel like. In, in the other Battlefield multiplayers, you didn't, at least I didn't necessarily always feel like there was a war going on around me. Right. This one, you definitely I've feel never that, felt that the either. entire time. Like, there's shit blowing up. There's constantly people going down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, just the atmosphere and the aesthetic behind it. Like, you feel like you're in that war. And, like, it's just little things happen that I think are just so cool. Like, you'll be in your squad peeking around corners. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you'll see a tank just slowly come around the corner and everyone just bolts like just little things like that it just makes you feel like you're in that moment 
and in the prior games, no one would do that because you can you can take out armor pretty quickly. Yeah, it sounds like taking out vehicles is a little more difficult yes, in this very, one. Yeah, very much so, and that's that's probably true. Which to this I time. like. Yeah, I in yeah. most cases vehicles I think are too easy to destroy in shooters. Like in in this one, planes you can just bring down by shooting them with your gun. Because that's, I'm sure that's what you could do during yeah, that time. Yeah, poking, poking holes through those shitty sails yeah. and Poke stuff. Poking hope. Yeah. Poking hope. <laughs> poking hope at <laughs> battlefield airplanes. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to stick much with it. Uh, I kind of don't like, and I don't think there was really a way around this, and it's not a big deal, but all the weapons kind of feel the same, which is... I'd argue that in, like, every multiplayer shooter this, ever. This one of. <laughs> more so than the others, though. But that, that, I think that's because of the limitations of the time frame, which is fine. Yeah, and they even took, like, uh, they, they made automatic stuff, right? Like, yeah. which wouldn't have existed. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I it don't, did. I don't, I don't know. Liberties is the word I was looking for. Like, in order to make the multiplayer work, they still added in stuff that wouldn't have really been around as far as I understand. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know my history. Are you saying it. automatic weaponry in general? I thought so. I thought that was the case, but I'm, I didn't, I'm probably I wrong. I didn't think that. But I d- well, I d- you know what? That No, that can't be the case because, like, airplanes would have it, had to yeah. have their Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. That. I'm but, pretty um, sure they had that. But, no, I thought I, I thought I heard that there were guns in multiplayer for that reason that wouldn't have been around. Let's not... Let's forget the automatic thing. Yeah, there might I be, hear that. like, specifically crazier ones or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But, I mean, besides that, I like what, they do, what they're now doing with the metal system. Like, the medals are now only earned on a weekly basis, so every week they rotate, so it's not like you can continuously work towards medals. For why? Extent. I don't know. I don't know why they would change that, but they did. It's something yeah. now you can work from week to week. Um, they also have the whole... That seems like trying to arbitrarily extend people sticking maybe, around to maybe, play it. Maybe. I mean... Huh. I don't know. Uh, they They have the normal, like chest you can open chest now for it's just all weapons classic yeah just just skins now with rarities um i dismantle all the ones i get because who fucking cares Mm -hmm. yeah trying to think of other changes uh the game mode they added called operations is really cool and you remember last time when i was talking about multiplayer and how it feels more like a single player thing to me right Operations a hundred percent feels like a single player mode that you play with other people now. Okay. So are you familiar with Russian Conquest? No, I don't know shit about Battlefield. Conquest <laughs> is the is like in the beta where you just hold specific points. It's the staple. Okay. It's yeah. the staple. And then Rush is the one where two opposing sides, one has to progress and blow up two points in the map to progress further. Okay. So now this operations mode is kind of mixed. Uh, it starts out opening it actually starts out with a narrative, like, hey, this is what your team's doing this is what the other team's doing like with a war setting uh-huh and then you start on like the front line just like in a war like you're on a front line and the opposing team is now rushing points to try to hold in one specific area and once they hold these two points you have to fall back to further away points because now they have control of those points oh so it's like tug of war so, yeah but but you're not trying to get those other points back once you lose them what are you trying to do? Hold them off. So if they how do you win? They have a t- it's a ticket system. So once oh. once they hit their so there's one there's a team that is explicitly offense and the other is explicitly defense. Yeah, how's that different than rush? In rush, you only had you had two points and you just progressed through the level to open up. Right, but they're trying to hold you off. 
from doing that. Yes. I was thinking, I'm one, confused. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely more like Rush yeah. than it is Conquest. Yeah. But now these two points, you can still take back those points as long as you didn't lose both of them. Okay. And then also, once you progress through this entire one, it takes you to a whole different map. Seems like a pretty minor distinction. It, it is to an extent, yeah. but there's like a narrative built around it, which is kind of cool. How so? How often? Doesn't it repeat like immediately in the next game? I think there's four different operations. Okay. So there's I mean, four different whole narratives. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not trying to shit on it. It's no. Just, it it, it, do, it's it cool. sounds very similar. It's a cool addition. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, I, I like the single player way more than I do the multiplayer right now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, because I figured you would be sinking time into it, but probably won't be. I'm. Yeah, it's funny. The more I'm playing this multiplayer, the more I'm thinking back to how much fun I had with the Titanfall beta and how I kind of want to be playing Titanfall. So I've actually considered if you want to move into Titanfall, yeah. mm -hmm. I have considered buying Titanfall. Well, shit. Considered. I don't know that I'm going to. Well, even a consideration from you is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So I rented it from Redbox, and actually, this is like biggest release right now because it came out Friday, which um, right? It came out Friday. Yeah, a lot games are now releasing Friday. Okay, so that? the the one I thing I want to say real one thing I want to say real quick for stuff like Titanfall, where if you really just want to play through the campaign or something, Friday releases are fucking amazing. That is such an awesome idea for people that work a normal Monday through Friday job. Which is a lot of like, people. Which is a lot of people. And it's really... I was really excited to just get off work. This game just came out today. I have nothing to do all weekend. And I just want to spend time with it. And that's awesome. Now, I am feeling a little bad that I just rented it. Like, who is getting money? Obviously, they have a deal with Redbox, probably. Like, Redbox is paying them. But it does make me feel a little guilty because it's pretty good. And like like we talked about, I think Titanfall is kind of going to get fucked. And it's funny, too, because there is something about... And this is one of those whole analyst things, so who really knows what this truly means? Yeah. <laughs> analysts have come out and said that they expect Titanfall to flop despite how good it may I or think may so. not be because of the timing. I think so, too. Yeah, I think it's in a really unfortunate position. It definitely it's, is. The was, timing's terrible. Yeah. It was kind of like the, uh, well, I guess no, since it's the game, since EA is controlling these launches around this time with Battlefield, but back to like when yeah. Tomb Raider released the same day as Fallout Four, and how despite how good oh that's right Tomb Raider that did was, happen. like so, that was a bad timing for that game to come I, out. That's true, and those are extremely different games, though. The, yeah. the problem with Titanfall is it's like shooter Call of shooter. Duty. And battle and like gears. battlefield to an extent, yeah. Like and gears, sure, yeah. Like it, it, it's so weird. And I am really having fun playing it. Like it's even the I multi, think, uh, for, sort of. Yeah. And that's why, like, I'm that's why I'm saying I considered getting it because I think it would be, I think it would be fun to play, like, spend a little more time with. Like, I do like playing it. Like, it's a really good playing shooter. Yeah, I thought the first one was good. Was yeah, played really well too. Yes, and yeah. again, these are the guys, but behind Modern Warfare, right? And, and but I think like the whole the whole parkour and very like they Call of Duty, yeah, got very quick. It's very fast paced shooter, especially for consoles. Now Titanfall threw in the whole parkour thing where you're running on walls and jumping and grappling hooks and stuff, and that stuff's really sweet. Like 
basically why does Mirror's Edge exist when something like Titanfall exists, where it's a really competent, well-done shooter on top of being this crazy, high-flying sprint across walls and stuff. Like, it's it's really cool, and the campaign is what I rented it for. Campaign, super, super cool. Like, it is yep. just really well done so far. Um, it throws you right into it. It gets going real quick. The whole the whole conceit of you building a relationship with the Titan totally works. It The Titan is pretty funny, actually. Now, the, the only real negative I've seen behind this game is a lot of people thought the the narrative was a little it's kind of whatever yeah it's kind of whatever like and i wasn't expecting anything Mm -hmm. i never expect that from shooter campaigns really i just want it to be fun for the most part and And yeah it seems to be overwhelmingly fun it the narrative is actually sort of crazy and like what i didn't expect because not only is it like what what i thought titanfall as was call of duty in space with robots but that's right. what that's what Infinite Warfare is. That's what yeah. Infinite Warfare is going yeah. to be. So Titanfall 2 actually goes down like the deep dive of actual sci-fi stuff. Oh good. Like which is which is sweet. Like yeah. you're on an air, an alien planet, there are alien like alien monsters around, limited, but they they're there and that's cool. That's a nice touch. Um there's kind of crazy. I don't even want to say it actually. There, there's yeah, some don't. there's some weird stuff in that game that you probably don't expect and to I, be in. And I heard that, and I heard the ending kind of. There's some weird things they throw at you. Yeah, is that I, I don't know I, for the campaign. No, I don't no. know. Uh-uh, I don't think so. Weak. No, I I guess not. There there couldn't be. Yeah, they, like it would. I mean, they could force it in like they do for like Halo and stuff. Right. I'm happy there isn't. I'm sick of it. I don't I don't care. I don't think there needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it actually is a good thing to do on your own because. It, it does spend a lot of time trying to build a relationship with it would be robot. like and doubling it, the protagonist yeah like and it feels a little forced and your pro, your main character is pretty bland and he doesn't talk that much but the robot's cool and like there's some pretty fun moments of it attempting humor which is always a thing well not always the the best example of that is data in star trek mm-hmm. trying to understand human emotion uh, comedy and humor and laughter and stuff and it they they totally riff on stuff like that with the Titan. Like it tries to make jokes, it tries to understand jokes. Like it's good. It's it's good. Am I buying this game today? I don't know. I think I might. That's what I like. I I can't decide if I want to buy it because like I have played a little bit of the multiplayer. It's it's fun. I'm so bad at it, and I, and I can't I can't determine if I like any of the modes. Like I, they're like I've been trying them all, and I like aspects of them all, but at the same time don't. Like I still think Titan, I still think the Titans are like kind of worthless in multiplayer, which sucks. Well, that's whenever I was playing the beta, I'm never in my Titan. I just like my yeah, Titan doing and that, thing. That sucks. Like that's lame. Like I want to use the Titan. And use the Titan. I mean, I think you die so fast. It, you you oh, are you? you are hardly in it. Yeah, like you're hardly in it. I, at least for me. Get good. I mean, I'm bad. Like yeah. I said, I'm not good at it, but that's what happens, though. As soon as somebody's in a Titan, everyone just everybody fucking takes that thing down, like, immediately. And the whole, um, 
the whole getting riders on you, you basically can't do anything about it, which yeah, which yeah, really can... sucks. Like that sucks. If nobody if nobody helps you out shooting them off, already that's like increasing the amount of time. Like you well, already you are losing time. You can and still use all the titans have. I don't know that it's that effective. <laughs> you know, like I don't know that it knocks them off. Maybe I haven't you have noticed. To unlock more skills for it. For that Maybe, and there's so. like tons of unlocks. Like it really kind of is overwhelming with that really? stuff yeah like that's it, good when at the end of a match it's like all this stuff ranked up you unlocked all this stuff <laughs> all like just throwing all this information at you after every it's, it's like uh, the complete op- it's like they took what was wrong with the first game and overloaded you with this one. a little bit maybe yeah they're yeah. overcompensating but, yeah i that's where i don't know what to do like i sort of want to buy it and i'd get it on xbox if you're gonna get it i am playing it on ps4 just because technically should be the better version in terms of visuals and it looks great super super good looking game um they do a really good they do a really nice thing where they figured out how to not load certain textures in the environment so that it runs at 60 and the things that should look good look really good so they did what halo should have done yeah (laughs) yeah because like if you zoom into stuff as far as i can tell in titanfall it's not shitty at a low resolution low frame rate it's certain parts of the environment that you shouldn't really spend time looking at because it's fast-paced. The, they aren't super textured. They're just prioritizing what to texture. Right, and it does it really well. And like that, I noticed that immediately. I was like, I wonder how they're making this run at 60. And that's how. They, they did something like the next step of what Halo should probably do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, Halo is still being supported. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Well, not really crazy. I guess I mean, not, yeah, why like, would they stop supporting it now? Well, I mean, at some point... They're going to have to. They're going to have to, but it's... Yeah. Like, even at this point, they're still putting out new stuff for it consistently. So, so the follow-up to Titanfall, free support. Yes, that is huge. They, yeah, like, they're they came doing out and that. tweeted, like, hey, we're not having a map pack or, a deal or any season pass or any of that for this game. Everything's free. Yeah. And that's fucking cool, and I forgot that is one of the reasons I solely want to buy this game. Yeah, like, I thought about... I thought about, like, I am enjoying this campaign. I would maybe spend some more time with multiplayer, and who knows what they would add to the game down the road. Like, maybe I should buy it and just give them a sale, because they're probably not going to sell a whole lot of copies. So going back to Battlefield, like, I could be playing it now, and then I'd have to spend $50 to get all the maps coming out in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I could just get Titanfall and just get all that stuff. Yeah. Now, the from the multiplayer that I've played, the maps are nothing special. Yeah. Like, well, not, none of them really blow me away, where I think that's a big uh, focus point for Battlefield. Like, yeah. like, these maps are crazy. This is what's going on there. It has all these things going on in it. Titanfall is not that at all, you know? Yeah, I th- well, I, I think Titanfall is more focused on mobility and getting around yeah. as opposed to Battlefield, which, yeah. like, the environment is is kind of the center point of of those multiplayer games yeah yeah titanfall is really cool like it the campaign is so worth playing i think like i didn't finish it yet i'm almost done it's pretty short like people have been saying but i think we're at a point in multiplayer games that there will never be another lockout there will never be another <laughs> i don't think you can say that i don't know what's the last multiplayer i think game there's you, just... you could look at a map and be like this map is perfect and I like, don't know because I don't play enough of them. I'm not true. in that scene enough. So 
I, I can't really. To your point, to Josh, they redid Gridlock and Gears, and that's what everybody loves. Gridlock is a yeah. good one. And speak, Gridlock's a good one. Speaking of yeah. which, they uh, for Gears, they just announced their first two maps coming out this month. Um, I forget the exact wording, but they did say like the I think the season pass holders get it early, and then once they release to everyone else, there's a specific free playlist for just yeah. The two we didn't maps. we didn't clarify this. I'm but, still not clear on it. Though. Yeah. The rotating I, I that, we talked about, I think. I think it's probably rotating. Which, thank God, because it is getting tiresome. I feel Already. like I'm on the same shit over and over again. One of really? the uh, one of uh. the two new maps is one of the maps from Gears 2, I think. It was the one in the Don't convenience worry. store, the overrun convenience I know what you're talking store. about. That was three. That was, that three. was three. Was that three? Okay, yeah. yeah, that one is one of the free two maps that they're putting out. That was a horde level. Well, all maps are horde levels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They are. Yeah, you're right. Duh. So, yeah, those two maps are coming out for... I don't know. The other one's a new map. I'm excited to play that. Yeah, the campaign's cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited to play that because another reason I jumped on playing Titanfall immediately was because I realized I definitely needed some, like, change of pace in terms of games I was playing. <laughs> like, a lot of Souls, a lot, of fantasy, your a lot of fantasy Jeez. stuff lately. Yeah, like, I haven't been playing strategy anything. Strategy like, stuff. Shootery. Yeah, I've been playing strategy stuff. Yep. Like... I, I totally needed something like that, so... I have been playing one other game. Yeah? Yeah. But what? I haven't mentioned it all. Oh, okay. You'll know what it is. A little, a little mobile game called Sparkade. Oh, that sounded really cool. Yeah. I so wonder if Alex will be interested in this. Maybe. Okay. So, Sparkade isn't a game, per se. It is an... It's an interface. It's a it's collection of stuff. Where there are... Four games within it. So within this app called Sparkade, you can play Tetris, you can play Pac-Man, Scrabble, and I forget the fourth, but I, I know there's another. Classic I've really, games. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I've really only been playing Tetris, and uh, I mean each of those individual games offers a mode with a bit of a twist to it. Like in Tetris, you can play classic Tetris, mm -hmm. or the one I like to play is the one there's like power ups. You get the points and yeah there's like board wipes or whatnot right and the, the whole like. thing behind this whole sparkade is you can play for money against other players oh god i love it <laughs> like mm -hmm. you like it, there's a whenever you pick your game it shows like different tournaments you can play like one dollar tournaments ten dollar tournaments or whatnot and then you know you play your game you can play whenever you want like you don't have to play when other people uh -huh. are playing and then at the end, you're paid. Like, if it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, each one's a dollar. So you would win $2 minus, I think, a 10% take that Sparkade takes. Oh, dude, so, I don't know. Right. I, because of Scrabble, I'm not happy you told me about this. Yeah, and, and it's super simple. PayPal. And you can, you can withdraw whenever you want. I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about looking into it because it sounds cool. Oh, it's, it's not on Android. Android right now. Oh, okay. It's only well, that's Apple fucking devices. stupid. I think it really is, Android. Nick. I'm yeah. I'm more excited for what can potentially come out of this. Like the reason I'm gaming for money. Period. I'm surprised it's legal. I, that's well, what I don't get. They explained how it's legal. Yeah, I don't remember. So th why this I'm now playing this is uh, kind of funny. Games had the creator on their show. Very interesting guy, totally worth listening to. Yeah, so this guy, Greg, I forget his last name, was the inventor of Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. 
So this whole, it's pretty much a like long form interview with how this came about and now with Sparkade and what's he doing with Sparkade. Yeah. Anyways, he explained why this is legal. So like online poker technically isn't legal because. No, it isn't. That got shut down in a lot of states. Because poker is based on luck for the most part. True. Whereas this these games are all skill based. So it's not illegal. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. What a strange I, line. Like, I'm excited, like and he was he was explaining yeah. like he was he was hinting at hey you know there's more potential games that we could get on this, we could potentially roll this onto Xbox onto PC. Yeah, see, I think they need to get on consoles because I will yeah. I will say that the community like there's not it doesn't seem like there's much going on, and I know I know it's early it, this yeah. app just came out but hey, it, there's not much. Hey, going guess on. what? They cut off fifty percent of the base by only doing it on iOS. Why? Well, I'm sure they're working. I know, but they should have done it all at once. Yep, true. like that's the problem. Agreed. Like, why? Why doesn't anybody understand that? But like anymore? Alex, what if Pocket Tanks came to this app? Oh, totally, dude. <laughs> oh my like, god, that would be a disaster. Yeah, that would be a disaster <laughs> for you. <laughs> now, I haven't, I haven't played, I haven't played for any real money yet because you can, you can play just for fun. Like they, oh. they give you like daily tokens and you use your tokens yeah. to play. These I I guarantee yeah. you I would get my ass kicked and stuff like Tetris because there's always going to be psychotic people. But like Scrabble, yes. I haven't yes, played a please. Scrabble, so I don't know how it works on this app. So check it out. <laughs> there and are tell psychotic us people with Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself psychotic, but I'm really me. good at it. I need to look. It's simply just opening the app right now. Uh, but yeah, it's cool, and I I hope more comes out of it. I know right now it's in the early phase, uh-huh. but I hope more comes out. Um, oh, Wheel of Fortune. See, isn't Wheel of Fortune kind of a lot based on luck, though? In solitaire, so there is five. That's solitaire, what I'm saying. Scrabble, I mean, Tetris, like there's Pac-Man and Wheel of Fortune. Yes, obviously poker is odds based, but there is skill involved. Um, you know, fantasy sports for money. It's luck and also skill and research. You know what I That's mean? That's true. Like, yeah, you can like the, the leagues of fantasy sports online. I think, you I can think pay the line with it's all of this weird. stuff is just weird. But, yeah, that's and weird. there's state laws, way, you know, versus it's federal. It's crazy. Huh. This is why we're not attorneys. I'm really inter. I'm su- kind of surprised, but not. I I thought about looking into it, but um, then I forgot about it because yeah. I don't really want to play those games. You know, like I, I don't I'm having know. fun with Tetris. I yeah. like Tetris. I mean, I I don't I don't dislike tetris yeah. i just i don't know it's not something you would I don't ever time like being, to play i don't like playing things on my phone typically like, i don't I just either. don't want to do that i don't but what i like about this is these games like they don't they don't lock you into having to play these matches or tournaments like right now like you have to play now you it's like words with friends yeah, it's turn-based yeah like you, yeah just whenever you get around to it you get around to it now i'm sure there are some time frames sure for tournaments that you how have does to play that work in. with tetris that's what do you mean like when you go to when is it your turn? Like, There's no turns it? in Tetris. You just play a, like a three minute round. Score based. Oh, score. okay, score got base. it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I like. Like it doesn't lock you into a time. These for the most part they're all quick, like mm-hmm. three minutes. I'm taking a poop. I'm playing Tetris. Yeah, maybe winning. <laughs> maybe some money. winning money. Like it's cool. Check it out and add me, Robert Paulson. Add me on it and we can play Tetris. Coming at you. I'll take boy. your money. This is Sparkade. Spark only Sparkade. on Sparkade only on iOS right now. Yes, yes. Good, cool. Good that's super. Surprise! I'm surprised. It's taking out. It's taking a bit of time away from my Hearthstone, but that's okay. You should be playing Duelist. I play. I still. I play Hearthstone daily. Yeah, that's crazy. I never really mentioned that. I play a lot of Hearthstone. Yeah. 
it's weird because you only do that one thing. I only play like, Tavern Brawl. You don't, I don't, you don't play build, it. You don't build your own deck and compete. Nope. And, like, that's strange. I, I don't know. Like, that's what's fun this, about this This is games. my Hearthstone loop. I yeah. play Tavern Brawl and I do quests until I get enough gold for the arena. And I play the arena to earn cards that I never build decks with anyways. Yeah. But I don't care because I have fun doing it. And that's how I play Hearthstone. Yeah, it's strange. I haven't played Hearthstone forever. I haven't played Duelist in a while. I've been slacking on that because I've been playing a ton of shit. Um, holiday. I mean, it's the season. But but I'm also playing a lot of the same things. Like I'm still playing Forza Horizon because it's a great game. I'll, I'll play. The funny thing is, I'll pick it up. I'll play like a race, and then I won't play it anymore. I do, I do the same thing, but that one race is just that's fine. That's yeah, it's fine. Totally okay. That, it's good. Um, um, I hate Sparkade because I can't register the name Swarbichev. Somebody already it. took it. How'd somebody take How Swarbichev? did somebody take? That? I hate whoever you are. I hate you because that's my name. And I, I hate, hate it. You. Or maybe, maybe uh, they're anti-Russian and anything with Bachev on the end they don't want. That maybe <laughs> spell it with an O. Um, actually, I I experienced this and I can't remember the exact example, so I shouldn't have even brought it up. But I'm really mad. Oh, um, I was making, I was trying to name something based on a city in Witcher, Spikarug. Okay. And I don't remember what game it was, but it wouldn't let me do it. It thought it was a curse word. What? Yeah. It sounds like nothing. It, it's Spike R O O G. Okay, it's it, that spelling definitely not. But just when you said it, I heard like what's it sound? Like? I heard two ethnic slurs mixed in. It's really stupid. No, yeah, no, I guess it shouldn't maybe. have been blocked. But it it would it would be like you know how people try and make deviations from an actual word to still have and no then, i get it it's just like why did it think why did it think that and i don't even remember why i wanted to oh it was something in no man's sky i wanted to name something in no man's sky remember that game speaking uh, of huh? no man's sky do we even want to talk about that that no not really i don't want to yeah it's just dumb don't worry nobody's yeah, missing out it was uninteresting went nowhere yeah i but i tried naming a, a planet speaker root because it seemed appropriate and what game i don't know what are we talking about yeah no, huh? anyway um, the division. Some other stuff. <laughs> that has an update, I guess, for some reason. I can't believe people still play that. Well, actually, I can't say that because I don't know if people still play that game. I don't know either. It's weird. I, I want to get through some things, and we're going long, but I think we should because there's one topic I want to revisit, sort of. I played two demos, real quick. World of Final Fantasy. Oh, I forgot that. Okay. Is yeah. a Pokemon game. Yep. Yeah. It is a Pokemon game in the Final Fantasy universe. It is super weird. I had no expectations of it. The demo still didn't convince me. What system? Only PS4. Okay. And Vita, maybe. It might have a I Vita think, version. I think Vita, too. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. You collect monsters that have been in the series forever, which is interesting. I yes. think that's kind of cool. Um, you capture them in a thing that looks like a Pokeball. It's hilarious. Uh, the the weird thing is though is you stack them on your head, and you make you make a stack of three, and there's different sizes of monsters, and they can be stacked in certain places, and it gives you it gives you more abilities to use in a battle. Wait, does it show them? On yes, your it does. Head? Yes, yeah, it's it's strange. How big are these things I think, you're capturing? I think a lot of people don't realize what this game is and that it exists and that it's coming out. A friend of the show, Cody, told me a while ago. He's like, you should talk about this because nobody is talking about it, and I. I finally played the demo it is a weird thing that is like i don't understand it at all 
it plays just like a Final Fantasy game. It's just turn-based. Is this a retail release game? Is it, it like this a is a, I think thing? it's I think it's a sixty dollar game. Okay. Yeah, I think so. The Vita version might be cheaper because I think it is on Vita. But um, it's, it's odd. It's just really odd. You collect you collect Pokemon Final Fantasy monsters, and then you are dungeon crawling like a classic Final Fantasy game and fighting so, random so encounters. So it's Final and, Fantasy thirteen two. Remember yes, it. and and people, I don't think people realize that about thirteen two, and I, we may have talked about it on the show before, but thirteen two was sort of a Pokemon, game. yeah, and and like in a in not a similar way like this, like not as in depth, but yeah, World of Final Fantasy is a Pokemon game. It's really weird. It didn't convince me that I should play it because I realized something terrible. I was super bored playing the turn based stuff. I, I don't know. I haven't played something like that in a while, like like a classic Final Fantasy. I was pretty bored. It was boring. Huh. Yeah. And it, it might just be that game. Um, I really hate the chibi style, the art style. It's like I've everybody looks... I've never been into that either. I think it looks dumb. The monsters look good, but the people are so frustrating looking. I hate staring at them. So that was part of it. But yeah, it's... Play it. You can play it. It's on PS4. There's a demo. It'll definitely explain what the game is to you. Um, and I played the po- new Pokemon demo. Oh, whatever. Which I kind of want to play the new Pokemon. Oh, whatever. But uh, they've made changes. It's it's cool. That's That demo is out on 3DS now. I just thought it was funny that I played two of these games back-to-back, like the demos, and they're they're both Pokemon. Did you play much of the last Pokemon? The I skipped the Ruby and Sapphire remakes because I never cared for that generation. And, so what are, uh, are these ones brand new? This is a new one. Okay. Sun and Moon is new. Yeah, and it's a new area. They changed things actually. Like the enemy or your character models look like real people now. Like they they abandoned the chibi look, uh, which is cool. Huh. Um, it runs like shit. 3ds is definitely showing its age. Finally, uh, the the it got real frame. It runs like shit. It got it got the frame rate dipped significantly during battles, which was a problem in wow. X and Y. If you if you played with 3D, they took out 3D during battles, which I thought was really funny because it still doesn't run very well. Interesting. Yeah, I, the 3DS is old as shit. It's 10 years old, yeah. or not the 3DS, but like the DS, the DS in general, and then the 3DS itself is is dated, like the hardware for sure. Um, well, good good thing the Switch is coming out. Yeah. So. Leading into that, I wanted to revisit the Switch real quick because we got a question from a listener, Brent, on Facebook, actually, which we always tell people to follow us on social media at 2v1 Podcast. We could totally get messages on Facebook. Like, I never think about that. And we've gotten a Um, bunch of likes lately, so thank you to everybody for that. Yes, thank you. And continue to do so, please. But um, Brent basically is pretty down on the Switch. He wasn't impressed. And he was asking us, like... Where do we think Nintendo really stands anymore in the first place? Like, what is going to get people to buy a Switch? And we've sort of talked about it before, like how Nintendo is its own thing, has been for a while. You're not going to Nintendo for third-party stuff, usually, unless it's explicitly developed for a Nintendo console from a third party, which is very, very rare anymore. Um... I, and I, I think we sort of covered it last week, too, where y- you might get one. You're sort of interested, Josh. Alex, I there's, don't remember. There's, there's a 10% chance I get one, which is better than okay, like so the you, 0% Okay, so you won't get one. 
before you, they showed it. Yeah, nothing yeah. will... So, so that's where, like, what would convince you? Because, obviously, Nintendo IPs don't really potentially Not, mean anything to you two. And sort of don't for me. Ex- certain things Except do. for... Metroid. If there is a is if there's a traditional 2D full blown Metroid installment that would force that's I think that's the only thing that would force me to buy one. Right. Is it because of the 2D or just because of the Metroid verse that would the 2D traditional one? Metroid? That's the selling point for me. Play Axiom Verge. I will. Um, yeah. As soon Same as I'm thing. ready. Yeah. The uh, the thing for me is I still like Mario. Mm-hmm. I still like Zelda. I need a Metroid. Need. I'm never need, going to get I one. I need it. Never going to get one. Hey, we got AM2R, so. But, but, um, and I, and I really like Splatoon. Like, Splatoon is an exciting new thing from them, surprisingly. Like, nobody expected that. And I don't know that I waited so long to get a Wii U for it to build up a library of stuff that I wanted to play. And it never really did. Did it? What? We build, build up a library? Absolutely. What, like four games? Of, you have? Nin- of Nintendo games. Okay, okay, I okay. didn't buy all of them yet. Yeah, no, there's plenty of stuff I still want to play, but it's all specifically Nintendo franchises. Yeah. And I don't know that I would jump on board for the Switch immediately at this point now. Like, after thinking about it a little more, because the things that I'm afraid of and forgot about, we use online is a fucking disaster. It is it is from the the dark ages of of <laughs> online play because I wanted to play with a friend. You can't voice chat. You can in lobbies, but while you're playing the game, Worthless. no voice chat. Is that a game-based thing or is that the system? I'm I think it's a game-based thing, but I mean Mario Kart and Splatoon, you can't do it. And that's see that's crazy cuz those are multiplayer it's games. Fucking stupid. That's no different from and playing so AI. I'm, so the next problem, connecting in Mario Kart, very simple. You just get a friend, you get a message from a friend and you get in a lobby with them. Splatoon, not at all. <laughs> and, and the reason they did that is they wanted, they were like, we don't want this to become, become a competitive thing, which is hilarious because they showed it as an eSport in the Switch, yeah, what? you retards. <laughs> but but the, they, they didn't want you to be able to match make with friends on your team and communicate with them because they didn't want it to be a competitive thing. They wanted it to be open, anybody can play, never worry about, like, oh, we're going up against people that are playing with each other and they have an advantage. Like, what the Isn't fuck that the point? were you thinking? Yeah, like, what were you thinking? That's so stupid. Um, And I'm worried that they're not going to do that with the Switch. Like, I'm worried that they're still going to be in their ass-backwards way of handling stuff like that. Yeah, that's one thing they haven't... That's something we don't know anything about. about. The online functionality of this system. And you'd think, from how much shit they've gotten... They need, they'll need. they finally understand that they need to get you, on the level of you would, having out-of-game parties. That chats. could potentially be that selling point to convert some people to Brent's question. Right. You right. would assume, yes. but again, this is Nintendo, so we don't really know. That's the thing. is like, And, and that was something when, during the announcement, I didn't even consider. I was just <laughs> like, oh, I kind of like the idea and if it's affordable i'm down right basically i'm also super interested in the launch lineup i really want to see what this launch lineup yeah i mean we know it's zelda at least um other than that we don't really know yeah anything yeah so that i'm excited for that and that and more news came out like that's 
they're going to give all that information in January. People are actually going to get to have hands-on time with it, like gaming press and stuff, which is really important, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, we also, I'm now like stepping back a little bit and getting nervous again. We also had a pseudo confirmation that touchscreen. It is a touchscreen. Yeah, yeah, it is and a touchscreen. There are more peripherals. That's not well. They they just said there are more accessories that we haven't shown yet. Yeah, or something so, like that. I think one thing I saw was it can project the screen. Like you can it the it's a projector. You can project the screen like onto a wall or something. Really? It's the internet. I saw it on the yeah. internet, so who knows? I saw it on the internet. So that would be weird because that sounds like that needs some pretty crazy hardware that it doesn't have. I mean, there are projectors out there that are the size of a small cube. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so, I, that's something I don't know anything. About. I've never understood projectors because, like, because I know I know you need to put it on a certain type of paint that makes it look good. But I've I don't get it. You know, I, I still yeah. don't understand how that ends up looking as good as a actual screen. Never but, understood that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but that would be interesting, I guess. Um, not a selling point for me at all. The the multiplayer stuff. That's why I bring that up. Is I want it to be a modern online functioning system. I don't care about taking it somewhere and being able to share it with somebody, though that is still pretty revolutionary, I think, but that's not what I'm there for and not what I want. Like, I have a specific friend who plays Nintendo games that I would like to play with easily and chat with. without having to go... without Yeah, without having to go through all these bullshit hoops that don't even work correctly. So, Yeah. It, it better have stuff like that. We'll because find out in January, two months before it comes out. Yeah. I, I think the Nintendo stuff itself is still not enough to convince new people to come into it at all. Like, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know how they can really refresh any of that stuff. Like, Splatoon, again, I want to I wanna focus on that. Was a nice breath of fresh air that was totally unique and fun. I so really, they need I, to do more stuff like that. I... I... I hope the system fails miserably. Why? So they just become a publisher and get their software on other consoles. I don't know that they're ever going to do. I don't know. That's, that's I, I like, feel like that so would at least be a like a, a potential catalyst. But see, here's the thing: Why do you want that when you don't want to buy the system for those franchises? Because like, there's like I, maybe two or three games that I yes I would play Zelda. Yes, I would play the Mario. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy a whole console just to play those two games. I'm just not, and that's me. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know. That's do, uh, that seems. I feel like you would buy a, a PS4 for a system-selling game, but because I, I there are there would be more games. There's opportunity for more other okay. Opportunities okay. Of other That's games. fair. That's fair. Yeah. You're saying you pretty much know there's like two things you would play with an Nintendo yeah, console. Yeah, like the, again, like we were saying, the first-party games. I would play the first-party mm-hmm. games, but all the other, all the third-party stuff, I would just play on another console. Right. Which again, they need to get. They need to get specifically developed third-party stuff for like just the switch Mm -hmm. like it's not nintendo it is another company but it's only on the switch that's the problem like that's what they haven't had switch exclusive (laughs) it would run like garbage because apparently that from what it sounds like that that tegra thing i've heard it compared to like uh levels of nvidia gpus like the 900 series which is what i have in my that's not PC. even the newest gpu that's not the newest but that's pretty good good and uh that's 
I don't understand how that works because then I've also heard conflicting opinions of that it's barely an improvement on the Wii U, which the Wii U runs Nintendo games very well, but would pigeonhole third parties into stuff, which, again, was the problem with the Wii U. <laughs> so, like, it's I'm now, again, nervous. In summary, Nintendo is a weird company. They are a weird company, and I think that's how we end all of our Nintendo conversations. Usually. We do. We do, and, like, I don't know. I just, I wish they would come back. Like, I wish they would have a comeback. But what what would it, I don't know what, what it, that like, would be. What, what's that mean? I don't know what, what that, that would mean? be. That's what, that's the thing. That's what's really hard to try and You're just rooting for them just, to succeed. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would succeed the most to just make their damn games on the other systems. But to them, they're, you know, they're an old company. Yeah, if you were them, would you want to surrender? No. Yeah, that's like surrendering, yeah. yeah. Well, after the Wii U, and if this thing fails, it's either surrender and do that or fold. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably why they started the mobile thing, just in case. Like, yeah. they could just do that. And also, the Switch is essentially... I know nobody wants to say it, is essentially the next handheld that will be supported. Literally, the, like, nobody is the The You're 3DS... The so dumb. No, I'm not. Because... No, I'm not. Because even if it has bad battery life, people still take shitty battery life devices with them all over the place. Yeah, like my iPhone. My fucking cell phone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's smaller and fits in my pocket, but, you know, 3DS has been very successful over the years. Tons of support from third parties. So why wouldn't they do that for the Switch, you know? I don't know. Well, we don't have to wait too long to find out. We sort of it, don't it now. Soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. After after waiting how long? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if anything will leak. They've been pretty good about not... I mean, we knew what it was, sort of, but like... <laughs> they, they've been pretty good, yet we knew exactly well, what the console was. But I mean, like, in terms of its actual specs and stuff like and like the the uh, logistics of it yes yeah, probably we don't they know have all their employees chain locked to their desks and chairs <laughs> that's true they probably do yeah. <laughs> they bring them the, bread and water yeah the apparently bad working conditions of japan for some things yeah we have yeah. anything else uh some, no any, that's anything it. else on your notepad over there no that's it i think yeah that's it okay <laughs> that was like a special edition episode hour and a half even though there was oh, wait, nothing special. Yeah. I wanted to mention this about Destiny. I know, no more Destiny, but this, this is kind of interesting. You just broke So much for rebirth. Whatever. I, should, I should have mentioned this back whenever I was first talking about it. Uh, it the sales of Rise, and, Rise of Iron. I know it's not a big deal, like, whatever. Of course, yeah, it's so well, right? Yeah, but this is kind of interesting. So, Destiny Vanilla, during its launch month, made $47.5 million. Okay. forty-seven. This is the full game. Rise of Iron in the first month made fifty nine point. That's crazy. Weird. So, it gets it's kind of crazier when you think about it. So yes, the DLC made more than the base game. Uh huh. The DLC is also considerably cheaper than the base game. You're just talking yeah. about quantity. How nuts that is. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, you got to think there were probably a lot of people who got in on Destiny way after it came out, like me. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. That game costs like five hundred million dollars to make, though. So let's yeah, not let's not forget marketing. Let's not forget about that. That's one of the most expensive games ever made. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they got a lot of work to do to make that up. I think. Mm -hmm. Um. 
That's it. Uh, fuck Destiny. But uh, <laughs> fuck Dark Souls. Thank you for listening. Um, Heard that. You can find us every Monday on uh, <laughs> on uh, all podcast services. Please give us a rating or a review on iTunes. We've got a couple more. Some of them have been very funny. Thank you for that. Um, yes. I I I definitely enjoy that. I who cares if it's legitimate, right funny ones. Uh, send us emails, feedback at 2v1podcast.com, or send us messages on social media at 2v1podcast. Um, thank you again, Brent, for writing in this week. Uh, we got other ones, but it was more like comments and stuff. Um, uh, rest in peace, Wednesday, whatever, twitch.tv slash lost <laughs> Um Josh has ruined the last two weeks, and who knows? It's Fridays going forward. You were not totally clear on that yeah absolutely can positively do fridays going forward you can call it that too fridays going forward when we don't stream next friday it is again josh's fault but look for us this friday because when this episode comes out yeah that's it cool i think that's it got it thanks for hanging with us this long yeah any longer and I yeah. eat my pretzel with a little bit of salt. Oh, God. Yeah, that that, very that Josh was picking the salt off the pretzel. During this episode. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was All right, prior you're, you're crinkling in the microphone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.